more and more people are using more and more of the ocean, so the pressures have ramped up. My favorite thing about the ocean is the sound of the waves. I realized I came across more plastic bags than fish. Go to the beach and fly my kite and go on the boardwalk. The more science we do, the bigger this problem appears. Oh, we don't conserve the oceans. It would be really terrible. It'd be super heartbreaking. Unfathomable to me. It keeps us alive. Protecting nature is the best investment we can make. Trashing the High Seas, our series on the troublesome relationship between humanity and the life-giving oceans. We know today that oceans are the ecosystem of last resort. You drop it, dump it, flush it, rinse it, drain it, even recycle it, and some of it ends up in the oceans. You can see the historical document of human, industrial, and consumer waste down through the ages by looking at the oceans. Old-style pull tabs, thick glass and plastic, old toys, styrofoam in every shape. How to clean it up. Plastics, litter, all sorts of debris that have polluted our water since the beginning of civilization. Could a robot come to the rescue here? Scientist Boyan Slot has designed a barrier that could collect and remove trash from the Pacific Ocean without disrupting marine life. The founder and CEO of the Ocean Cleanup came up with this idea to clean up the oceans while diving in Greece at just 16 years of age when he came across more plastic bags than fish since then. He's dedicated countless hours to the project. If all goes as planned, 22-year-old Slot and his team hope to collect almost half of the remnants in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which spans waters from the west coast of America to Japan. It's over 150 million pounds of trash in just 10 years. Slot is currently testing his prototype in the North Sea, and it's pretty hard to miss. It's sort of like a, like a long floating curtain which is about five feet above the water and five feet below the water and acts like an artificial coastline there where there is no coastline. Ocean currents in the area, they rotate, uh, so it doesn't stay in one spot. And we are basically making use of that movement to let the plastic hit the barrier. And because this barrier is in a, in a V-shape, the plastic gets pushed towards the center. And once in the center, it's so dense you can hardly see the water. And that's a spot where we can then easily take it out and store it before we ship it to land uh, for recycling. What's to say fish and wildlife and marine life won't get caught in this or decide to build homes in it or suddenly decide, you know, it doesn't care about plastic. This is a great place for me to, you know, lay my eggs. Because we don't use any nets, we use these non-permeable screens. There really shouldn't be a reason why we would uh, collect any sea life. The currents would flow underneath these barriers, and that would take away all the, the neutrally buoyant material, including things like fish and, and plankton. And, uh, we actually have a prototype of our system uh, here off the coast of the Netherlands right now. And also there, we didn't observe any negative interaction between sea life and the structure. So we expect that not to be a problem, but we will certainly continue to monitor it because obviously the whole reason why we're doing this is because we want to solve a problem. What waste would this miss? In other words, what uh, future engineers will have to deal with the rest of the filth that uh, we dump into the ocean? So there are some pieces that are uh, too small to be extracted, for sure. Our models now show that it's somewhere between about a tenth and half an inch, approximately. What we see is that when we go out there and we do these expeditions to, to really map the, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, was that actually about 98% of the, the mass of the plastic is still in objects larger than that threshold. 
meaning that we can actually collect most of it. And is there any way of disposing of this plastic that actually doesn't also hurt the environment? We've shown that it's technically possible to recycle this uh, ocean plastic. There are also applications for plastic that aren't, by definition, uh, harmful. I don't think it would be a good idea to use this plastic to make, uh, for example, new bottles or new plastic bags because those objects have a high likelihood of entering the ocean again. But I think when you look at uh, objects like car bumpers or chairs, things like that, that's a, a rather durable way of using plastic and, uh, and storing it uh, with a very small chance of entering the ocean because that's not the type of objects that we uh, come across in the middle of the, the ocean. Isn't the ocean supposed to just take everything that we dish out? Isn't it kind of a natural system capable of rolling with the punches? The unique thing about this is that the plastic is persistent, so it doesn't go away by itself. In the early days, a lot of the the impact we had as as humans, um, it was sort of temporal, and the stuff would disappear after a while by itself. Plastic is unique in the sense that it, it doesn't go away by itself, and actually, as we now see, becomes more harmful over time. And this is something that we only started using on a large scale in the 1950s. The consumption grew exponentially. Uh, and now that has the results that this, it has a side effect, which is that millions of tons of plastic enter the oceans each year. Who was amazed by what you managed to do here? Because it occurs to me, and part of your motivation for this project is that nobody is cleaning up the ocean, that everyone just goes, oh, well, nothing we can do about that. And you've taken it upon yourself to really to go here, I would think there would be a certain number of skeptics involved in ocean cleaning, and uh, you may have encountered them. At first, there were certainly some people who were uh, saying that it's impossible and that we should focus on prevention. Sometimes you still come across those arguments. I really think the only way to show that it can be done is to to go out there and, and, and try it. And that's why we're doing this, this very iterative uh, development program at, at this point in time. If uh, the best case scenario transpires here, uh, what would you expect in the last, next 10 years? In a few years from now, we'll be, we'll be ready to start cleaning up uh, the ocean. And then at some point in time, I also hope to do a bit of work on the prevention side as well. I think developing spin-off technologies of what we're doing in the ocean to also work, for example, closer to land or something, I think, I think that can really complement and will get us to, um, to a future in which the oceans are clean again, perhaps within 10, 15 years from now. Well, it's very optimistic and very ambitious and, um, and very Dutch, I would say. <laughs> With a little American spice in there. Uh, Boyan Slat, thank you so much. All right, no, thank you. Boyan Slat is the creator of the Ocean Cleanup Array and CEO and founder of the Ocean Cleanup. It's a foundation dedicated to developing advanced technologies to rid the ocean of floating and distributed plastic. To see photos and video from the missions carried out by the Ocean Cleanup and to stay up to date with our full series, head over to thetakeaway.org slash oceans. Beach, beach, beach. Mm. Welcome to the world of the plastic beach. Welcome to the world of the plastic beach.